0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: What makes me sad today is so many times I think couples go into a marriage thinking, well, if this doesn't work, I can always get out of
0: it. Coming up on Life Today, James and Betty explain the impact of understanding that a marriage is held together by a covenant, not a contract. If, if,
2: if we hurt each other, I I can't walk out of the room with that resentment prevailing. I just can't. There's something inside of me that says that has to be released.
3: Welcome to Live Today. Um, my name is Sheila Walsh, and it's my great privilege this week to interview two amazing people, James and Betty Robes. this is your the week of your 53rd it wedding is. anniversary. Yeah. That is amazing. And we're still
2: crazy about each other.
3: You know, I love that.
2: But it's the truth. There was something you said <laughs> on
3: yesterday's program about, he de- you described Betty as a rose that could be easily bruised. Oh, boy. I mean, every woman wanted to write that down and leave under her husband's pillow.
2: I'm a rose that can be easily bruised. Well, you know, I, well, the thing that drew me to her, uh, not just that smile, and to be very honest, she had a figure-fitting dress on the and night I was looking. And she's still And she's still beautiful. And I noticed the whole package. And, but when she turned around and smiled at me, I mean, she just, uh, I buckled. And I think I fell in love with her. I was only 15 at the time. But that smile was, was awesome. But after I got to know her, Sheila, I realized that she could be, she's such a sweetheart that she could be easily bruised. And, and frankly, I think some of the ways I walked and the issues I faced and sometimes I failed, I, I, I hit you some pretty good licks and I just hate it because I never wanted that to happen to this precious, precious rose. I, I wish every man would understand how a woman wants to be loved and treasured and uh, she doesn't want to be married to a pawn, but she wants to feel like a queen married to a king who honors her. And I've tried to do that. And she has been so faithful and so helpful and so strong and so forgiving. And that beautiful smile, <laughs> uh, uh, excuse me, I'm <laughs> about to leave here. There's
3: such a beauty though in that humility, James, <laughs> because I think it's, it's, it comes more naturally for a woman to say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry. I think for you, um, in your position to show that kind of humility is a, is a beautiful example of, of the kind of man. We think strength means somebody who can punch somebody's lights out. This is a godly strength.
2: I think then, I, I sometimes like uh, to punch lights out. Know,
1: actually, actually, <laughs> he was easier to say, I'm sorry, than I was yeah. because I felt insecure in some ways. And so I would pull up a wall there, pride came in, you know. And, and a lot of times we don't intend for that to happen. But I had to learn how to to really come to the point, I forgive and I'm sorry, you know. It, it makes for a better relationship. Absolutely. And he he was always really good about
3: that. You know, yesterday we left a kind of unanswered question. We were talking about the difference in marriage between a covenant and a contract. And you talk about it in your book, and it it was so eye-opening and huge to me. I'd love for you to
2: address that. I I want to actually turn to the page because I think credit should be given where credit is so well-deserved. I I actually referenced our pastor at uh, Gateway Church, uh, Robert Morris, talking about... uh, commitment is a covenant, not a contract. And this is on page 38. By the way, if you'd like to have the book, it is in the bookstores. You can get it online or through Life today, but we'll send it to you if you'd like to have it uh, today. We'd be happy to send it just to say thank you for helping us put God's arms of love around others. But on page 38, I referenced something that Robert uh, preached at Gateway, but also he wrote about it in a book, The Blessed Marriage. The fact is, Robert and I both got this from Jimmy Evans, who is uh, one of our elders at uh, Gateway and who has taught many times right here on Life Today. Uh, Listen to these differences. In a contract, you protect your rights and limit your responsibilities. In a covenant, you lay down your rights on behalf of the other person, the spouse, and you assume responsibilities. In a contract, your responsibilities are specified and restricted by the terms of the agreement. In a covenant, all the responsibility is yours. A contract can be renegotiated, amended, or broken. A covenant is irrevocable, unconditional, and unbreakable. And I think that if you can realize that in the relationship, the more we're willing to lay ourselves down to what Christ said to the man, to love your wife like Christ loves the church. How sacrificial is that? And I find myself having to go to God many times in the course of a week and say, Lord, am I, am I where you want me to be? And it's pretty easy to see when you look at it in the light of his view. And, and you know, you were talking about being willing to say, I'm sorry. When you said that, I find myself wanting to look out at all the people who are on television who may have ever seen me maybe where I, I didn't behave like I should. And to realize that that would hurt them, it breaks my heart. I have called many people and I realized they saw me express myself in a way that wasn't becoming a Christian or a minister. And I would go see them or call them and say, you know what? That was totally out of place. And I have found that the willingness to do that is a healing factor in itself.
3: Yeah. One of the things you talk about that I think is Probably not just in marriage, but in the church. I sometimes think the church is crippled Through lack of forgiveness Mm -hmm. How we struggle to be able to forgive and misunderstand what it actually means to forgive Would you talk about why forgiveness is so key within a marriage? Well for me, I mean, and I I would think you
1: would be the same way it Forgiveness if you don't have forgiveness in your heart, it stops the communication it stops the, the working of the marriage and the way God wants it to. And it puts a halt, really, I mean, to your commitment to one another. You know, when we got married, we we committed to one another. That doesn't mean everything was going to go roses all the time, you know. We have our, our misunderstandings. Our, we used to call them loud discussions, you know. But they were arguments. But we kind of smiled a little bit you know, with loud, loud discussions. But even with with that, the commitment, even if we had a disagreement or something just really strong was going on between us, you know, and it it might take a while to work through it and everything, divorce never came to my mind. I trusted his love for me, even though we might disagree. I never thought about the divorce. And And what makes me sad today is so many times I think couples go into a marriage thinking, well, if this doesn't work, I can always get out of it. You know, That's not
3: commitment. But that is how you approach a contract. You think, you know what, we can renegotiate this or we can change this or we can find a way out. But in a covenant, the way that God's expressed his love to us, covenant love,
2: there's no going back. It it, it entails the the forgiveness that you referenced. If we're not willing to forgive and we have both given each other reason to forgive. And I know Betty has had to to forgive where I have missed the marker, I have failed. And had she not, when what people don't realize is, your failure to forgive hurts you more than anybody. It actually puts the person that has the resentment and the bitterness and the ill will, it puts that person in prison. The other person may not be really trapped. They may be indifferent about it, but you mustn't be because you've been hurt. I think both of us learned that we must refuse to live hurt and that God has told us to forgive, and it it's part of his nature. And, and this may sound strange, but a couple of things that have been miraculously true in my life, I have never had a desire to pursue money or riches. It's almost as though opportunity pursued me because I so wanted to help others find success that it just it wasn't something attractive, but it's something you can be very grateful for, and you can even have if you have the right spirit and, and the right attitude. Well, I haven't had a, a love of money, an appreciation for it, a recognition of the good it can do, a desire to give and to share. But also, that's a supernatural gift. The other supernatural thing is I cannot not forgive. For, for me to forgive is as natural as breathing. It's supernatural, in other words. If, if, if we hurt, hurt each other, I I can't walk out of the room with that resentment prevailing. I just can't. There's something inside of me that says that has to be released. And I really believe, Sheila, that that is the power of God's Spirit that really needs to fill all of us to overflowing so that that love leads us to forgiveness. The other thing people need to realize is it's the only part of the model prayer that Jesus came back and referenced at the end. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Then when he came back, he said, if you do not forgive others, you will not be forgiven. In other words, there's something happening in the relationship. In another instance, he said, don't even come and try to worship when you've got all against your brother. But I'm going to tell you something, that is huge. And no relationship will make it if we don't forgive. And God's grace enables us to And live. I
1: think it's so important that even when, like, there's been times when we'd have a disagreement and he'd have an appointment or something, and he had to go out the door or anything, or I had an appointment or something. I could not get very far in my car without calling on the phone and say, honey, I'm so <laughs> sorry, I, I can't move on in my day without letting you know, I'm sorry, I approached that wrong or or, or vice versa, he would do this thing for me. But it makes such a difference (laughs) in your relationship. You know, we have fun together. We laugh together. We'll even laugh about some
3: of the disagreements we've had. We 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 forget, what were we arguing about, you know? And the other thing that I think is that the enemy has nothing in his arsenal to combat forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It completely disarms the enemy Mm -hmm. because part of it isn't natural. I mean, it's wonderful that you have the supernatural gift of you just want to forgive. We're not all like that. Sometimes we have to struggle that. to get there. And one of the things I taught my son when he was a little boy, he would say, mom, that's not fair. And I would say, baby, fair doesn't live here, but Jesus does. <laughs> <That's
2: good. laughs>
3: and forgiveness is God's gift to us to live in a world that's not fair.
2: And now he's leading kids up at A&M in excitement and prayer. He's having a blast, isn't he?
3: He's absolutely having a blast. But you know and I, this is just an aside, but I want you to know that you two have had an impact on the life of my son. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times when we've sat as a family and we've watched the show. When Christian was maybe 10 years old, and he's a sharp, I mean, I'm his mom, but he's, he's amazing, <laughs> but he's a sharp cookie, and he said to me, Mom, these people are real. Mm-hmm. That, that's been apparent to, to so many. And, and I also wanted to say, your book, Living in Love, I'm a huge reader. I read all the time. I love to read. And I read this because I knew I'd be interviewing you, but I cannot emphasize enough the impact this book has had on my life. Mm. And my husband and I said to each other, I wish we'd read this, you know, a few years ago. We would have made some fewer mistakes. So I really 100% commend this book. No matter what stage and age you're at in your marriage, this book will make a
2: huge difference. Well you know we've decided we will we're in our mission feeding emphasis where we feed hundreds of thousands of children. When I say we, that's that includes every one of you who watch who say we want to As Jesus said, give a cup of water in his name or give food and and we want to relieve the suffering. And this week we are are in the last week of our Mission Feeding Emphasis. We're sending a living in love to anyone who would like to have it who just simply says, I'll help feed some of those children that are in desperate need. So, you know, we want to share it. Uh, The reason that I actually felt comfortable about knowing that we would be taping these programs for this particular week on the exact day of our 53rd wedding anniversary that we've got a lot of friends. I can actually look out in this audience and I see many people that we had the joy of leading to Christ and many people who came to the Lord or got closer to God in our meetings and many who are in ministry right now because of the impact the ministry has made. And so I thought, well, this week, if we could just perhaps talk about marriage, which there's so few marriages today that stay together and many of them that stay together, it's like an endurance to exist. They don't really live they just they just endure and they're they're not happy and if anything we can share and, and you're looking at me right now and I wish I was in the room with you and, and you may say well I probably would break and I would probably weep well I would want to hold your your broken heart I would want to be a healing factor in other words if there's something we can say or share that would begin to rebuild a relationship or repair it or, give you the grace that I referenced a while ago that enables you to forgive supernaturally, that's the grace of God, which he offers. He's He has that supernatural enabling to impart it to us. And we all need to receive it. And in so many other areas, you may look at areas in me and say, James, I'm praying you'll have supernatural help in other areas. Me too. Let's agree on that. I want that. But what we're doing this week is, is we're really hoping that we can somehow offer you a healing touch, a word of encouragement, to know that God's gonna carry you through, walk through this with you, and that you'll get some kind of inspiration or insight that'll help you. That's the reason, Sheila, I wanted us to do this, and you were so willing to, to be a part of it, and I thank you.
3: Gosh, it's my privilege. I've been studying through Matthew's Gospel, and I came to the place where Jesus said, you know, when he's talking about the end, you know, when we're finally home, and he said, he'll turn to some people and say, you know, I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me some water. I was in prison, and you visited me. And they'll say, Lord, when on earth did we ever do that? We would love to have done that, but we didn't get the chance. And he said, whenever you did that, for the least of these, you did it for me. I mean, what a huge gift for a believer to be able to say, I can do this. I can reach out in Jesus' name, and I'm actually touching Christ.
2: Yeah, to the overlooked. Mm -hmm. Some of the greatest joys of my life have been walking over to people that you know, thought nobody ever noticed. And just the fact that you notice sometimes breaks them. And then they're so anxious to hear your heart and have your prayer. Uh, everyone watching, if you if you've never just noticed through the eyes of Jesus, somebody that looks overlooked, maybe they look sad, maybe they look lonely, and just go over to them. Here's here's a good approach. Excuse me, I, I don't mean to disturb you, but uh, you know I, I happen to uh, be a Christian, and you know God did something wonderful in my life, and I believe in prayer. Just I don't know why, but I just wanted to ask. Is there any way I could pray for you? You're gonna find sometimes people melt right where they are. I don't think many will punch you out. They may turn away and say, no, thank you. But at least you've been looking and responding to what you sense. And I really encourage you to do that. And by the way, it works in marriage too. You know, Betty, we, we watched in our relationship with the children, we didn't just watch their actions and their response to correction but we check the atmosphere, what's the attitude like? Not just the action or the response, what's the the atmosphere like? And you could actually feel in our home an atmosphere of peace. A lot of my kids' friends wanted to come over because there was peace in the house, you know?
3: One of the things we're actually gonna talk about tomorrow is we're gonna talk about raising children. We're gonna talk about intimacy and marriage, so I know you'll tune in. We're gonna talk about um, what it's like when the greatest heartache that could ever happen to a parent happens. But the amazing thing to me about what, you t- what we do through life today is that even though you have gone through the loss of a child, you are reaching out to parents who have lost children all around the world and making sure that a generation of children never have to face that, to break that cycle of poverty. Who knows when the next leader of an African country will rise up because our viewers reached out in Jesus' name.
2: Yeah, and I, I really believe that's true. I, uh, I want to encourage you to be sure and watch tomorrow because what she just referenced, the fact that we will talk about rearing children, there is a difference in telling them and teaching them and training them. And the average person knows more about training an animal, training a dog, than training a child. There really is a difference. So you need to understand that. And we have, we have three children, 11 grandchildren, and now a great-grandson, And the thing is that we have watched how this works and to be able to see the beauty of of truth applied in love consistently and and the effect it has. And then for us to talk about the greatest heartache of our life, the only reason we would talk about losing this beautiful, beautiful girl uh, is to try to help heal the broken hearts. Uh, You know, I just talked to Kenny, Robin's uh, husband, her, her son, who uh, graduated from Baylor and you saw him on the mission field. He just got engaged. And this is a very exciting time. So I'm talking to Kenny this week and he, this is Robin's husband. And he said, we've just been laughing so much here around the house. And I said, well, what are y'all, what are y'all laughing? He said, we laugh about Robin. We, we laugh about mom all the time. We just laugh. <laughs> our kids get so excited talking about Robin. This is the girl we lost. This is our daughter. This is our baby. Say so everything we think about Robin brings us so So much joy. So we just had the greatest time talking about how, you know, Robin and I would never argue around the kids. We'd go outside. Well, we used to watch them when they dated. They'd give time out on the porch, but we knew what was going on. He said, Well, we had a little fight, you know, in front of the kids one time, and all of a sudden, the kids started laughing at us fighting. And I started laughing at Robin, the way she was fighting. And all of a sudden she started laughing. And in the middle of her laughing, she said, stop it, you stop it? I'm not ready not to be mad, stop it. (laughs) And she said, when the kids said that again, we just literally laid on the floor and laughed. (laughs) And I turned to Betty and I said, Betty, to think that the joy our daughter gave is so eternal, so real, so Christ-like, that that joy continues to bring forth fruit. That's what we want to talk about tomorrow. Uh, do y'all enjoy Sheila Walsh being on Life Today? Do you love this? New team member? She's part of a Life Today and Life Outreach family. And Sheila, you know this is something Betty and I have been very comfortable doing, and you reference, doing it to the least of these. We are in our mission feeding, and we're asking you in this last week, I want you to go with me and Betty back when we started more than 25 years ago. Now you'll see as in these wedding pictures, you'll see black hair and you'll see a younger couple, but you look beyond the couple and you look at the little faces that captured our heart forever. It led to millions of people being saved, lives saved, and many millions coming to Christ, watch closely. There's no grip. Child was not breathing at all. We came in here and began to die here. And they just look like they're in a daze. And they're coming here trying to get food. God bless you, little fella. That's great. The little children like this one here are so much fewer. Look at this, this is Jeremiah. James, Betty, I can see how your hearts were broken through your many years of traveling throughout Africa. I will say this, it doesn't take long before you see a lot of beautiful work that's been done here through our missionary partners. And I want to say, we're not finished yet. These children are dying. They're telling us every six seconds, a child dies because of malnutrition.
0: In Angola alone, the grim fact is, malnutrition causes nearly half of children's deaths under the age of five. The sight of children struggling to live because they simply lack enough food to eat is the reason life outreach continues to go into the areas of Africa that are crying out for help. And in place of death, a bowl of food a day can literally become a miracle of life.
2: We must do more. Please, whatever it takes, we have to reach out to little children like Joseph here. I can see in his eyes almost, you probably can too, where he's just hoping somebody will believe in him enough to reach out and rescue his life. And the solution is really a simple bowl of food through mission feeding so these children can live. You have no idea what it does to my heart to watch that little fella you just saw walk away with a bowl of of nourishment that you gave, including the bowl. Thank you. Some of you watching perhaps have never helped us reach out to the overlooked to do unto Jesus because you did it to the least of these. Would you join us? This has been so effective. When African governments report that you have saved the lives of more than 10 million of their children, and then when the missionaries tell us that in those same areas, far more than 10 million people have trusted Christ because they've seen the love of God demonstrated, they didn't just hear about it, they saw it and you made that possible. The missionaries went, but they're not empty-handed. They always had a heart that overflowed, but they didn't always have something to share. Thank you for making it possible. So during this last week right now, I'm asking for the greatest outpouring of love perhaps we'll ever witness, where every one of you would say, I'm gonna feed some of those children. $30 will feed three children for the next months. $50 will feed five, $100 will feed 10. A group of our friends said, we will match what you give for 50,000 of those children, which means those gifts will be doubled. 30 now feeds six. 50 feeds 10. And 100 feeds 20. Would you right now, please, go to lifetoday.org, take your bank card, use it like a check. Please always use it that way. Please do that. Or you can dial the number that people call when they need prayer, someone to agree with them, someone to share their heart with. And that call is paid for by love, too. But today, I want you to dial that number. Make a check, make it to life, or use your bank card just like you would if you went online and say, here's the gift I want to make today. If there's any way you could give $1,000 to feed 100 children, it'll now go to 200 We'd like to send you Living in Love if you'd like to have the book. We'd love to send it to you. I think that there's someone in your life it will bless and maybe your life and your marriage. I would hope so. And it may help you with your children or grandchildren. I pray it does. Please, right now, make the gift God put on your heart. Would you please do that? Thank you for doing it.
0: In remote and impoverished areas of Angola, Africa, families are suffering. Crops have failed. There is no food, and those hit the hardest are the children. In response to this crisis, Life Outreach has received a 50,000 Children Challenge that, with your help, will feed and minister to 100,000 children over the next few months. With previous food reserves gone and Angola facing a severe food shortage due to crop failure, this challenge could not have come at a better time to help replenish supplies for the feeding programs touching the lives of children across Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. The 50,000 Children Challenge means more children can be saved and your gift will have a double impact, helping to feed twice as many children. Your gift of $30 to help feed three children will now be double to help feed six children. Gifts of $50 to help feed five children will be double to help save 10. And gifts of $100 for 10 children will be double to help feed and care for 20 children. And with a gift of $1,000 or more, you can double your impact to help feed 200 children and also request the Majesty Bronze Sculpture featuring a beautiful buck in regal stance, reflecting God's presence and majesty in all the earth. This is the last week. Please call the number seen here. Write life or go online today to lifetoday.org and make your life-saving double impact gift today.
3: You know, this week is all about celebrating um, your 53rd wedding anniversary. But um, what our viewers don't know, and maybe won't know for a while, is how much you have both helped Barry and I. Hmm. You know, we've gone through some tough things in our marriage and you have helped us. You helped shore up where the cracks were. So as our anniversary gift to you, we want to, we want to give a gift of $1,000 because that will make such a difference with mm. the bowls of food. But I just want to say from my heart and my home, thank
2: you. Oh, we love you. We love you, Barry. You, Christian, we love you. And thank all of you here and thank all of you for your help. and. Uh, We'll be happy to send you uh, Living in Love if you'd like to have it. And uh, be with us again tomorrow. I think we're going to talk about those things you mentioned, and I'm excited about it. We're even going to talk about managing money, perhaps, a little more wisely. I
3: think we'll start there. I think that would be a good place to start. We love you all. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: sheila walsh asks james and betty to share their experiences and wisdom in raising a family you're raising a monster
2: and you it's not going to work
0: life today is made possible by the supporters of life outreach international your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life the ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor the ministry is a member of the ecfa